morning, witches, and welcome back to the Make Peace Cottage. It's a fine spring morning, still a bit wet from last night's rain and Friday's snow, but that's perfect for today's episode, which is all about the element of water. The grass is damp, puddles call to splashing children, and blooming flowers dot the fields, catching the attention of waking honeybees and hummingbirds alike. Blessed be, we are definitely in the light half of the year now. Look around. The sun is rising earlier and earlier. The tops of all my surrounding hills are dappled with it. Robins, wrens, and jays have been chattering for hours, and our pond is alive with the songs of peat frogs. I swear I saw the shadow of a heron circle the distant riverbanks, even as a phoenix rose into the sky, along with this morning's sunshine. Hello, spring, water, and earth, and the promise of a summer sun at the horizon. And hello to you, and welcome. Wrap up in your coziest old sweater and take a rest in an old but sturdy Adirondack chair out back as we sip our cinnamon-flavored coffee and nibble some hearty farmhouse biscuits while enjoying this lovely spring day, as well as some friendly, chatty conversation with me, Hester Makepeace, the Cottage Witch. I am talking to you this morning from the front porch of Makepeace Cottage. I specifically want to catch as much of the bird sounds that are all around us as I can. And I'm going to try to cut out some of those wind noises wherever possible. Let's see how this goes. I am less than five weeks from the end of regular school, but I'll also do two to four weeks of summer school after that. Yet that time is far more relaxed than the bustle and worry of the regular school year. We are very close now to what I like to call the endless summer. Also, this weekend is Easter, and a part of this farmhouse witch still moves to the Christian calendar, too. Button and I and Charlotte and Moss will somehow celebrate it. Certainly dyed and decorated eggs, grass and baskets, and small gifts will be a part of this weekend. Sweet, simple joys are important parts of acknowledging and celebrating the turning wheel of the year. Charlotte is graduating college and has just signed a contract for the next school year as a high school art teacher. Her degree is in English, but her first love was art. So she will be certified in both disciplines. We are all over the moon excited for her success. She has literally been in college for 10 years, on again, off again, but especially serious and determined ever since she transferred to the four-year university. And she is graduating with high honors. It is never so much the length of the path that matters, but both its myriad twists and turns and its eventual direction. Even as I retire, Charlotte will enter this most cherished and challenging profession. Moss has just entered a new career as well, and so far it seems stable and nourishing both, and Button and I are nervous and very excited about this impending retirement. I'll keep you posted on its unfolding reality. So what's up with you? Throughout a lifetime, spring is commonly when growth spurts occur. How is your life changing, evolving, spiraling upward, outwardly or inwardly, or both, along this well-worn, lush and curving path 
we all walk. Today, we are heading in the direction of our nearby ponds or lakes, rivers or streams or ocean. Water greets each of us all along our path, so be sure to seek it out along your particular edge of the forest too. Here are all sorts of ways to do just that. Most people begin with earth, as do I normally, but these weeks are stormy and rainy and just filled with water. We'll do earth next time, just as we move into Beltane. All right, cottage folk, let's talk about water. It's the element of emotions, healing, cleansing, purification, and renewal. And it has many correspondences and associations. First of all, its gender is feminine, and its planets are the moon, Neptune, and Pluto. Notice those are the same names as the Greek and Roman gods of the ocean, right? Its time of day tends to be twilight, and its season is often considered fall. But clearly, I connect it to springtime. Its direction is almost always considered to be west, although if you have a nearby body of water for you that is not to your west but to some other direction, you can absolutely switch your direction for water to that watery pull from your nearby body of water. I have two different ponds near me both to the northwest. So west still works quite well for water for me, and north remains earth, which is where we're going to go in the next episode. But right now, back to water. The tarot cards associated with water are the cups, and the zodiac signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. I already talked a little bit about its symbolism, which is emotion and intuition, but also psychic abilities. Love, the unconscious mind, fertility, self-healing, and reflection, lunar energy, absolutely associated with the moon, deep feelings, and curses and even death energy. By the way, I am getting all of this info here on the correspondences, flyingthehedge.com. It's a strong online source. Back to the symbols of water, ocean, lakes, river, the fog and mist, creeks and wells, springs and ponds, rain, shells, sea glass, driftwood, any sort of cup or chalice or bowl, the trident, the three-pronged pitchfork of King Triton fame from The Little Mermaid, seaweed, hagstones, and a cauldron. There's a whole list of deities, and I'm going to name some some I did not even realize were deities, such as Davy Jones or Davy Jones Locker. But also there's Lear and Shannon, the Selkie, Sulis, Nyx, Doris, Neris, Nerites, Poseidon, Coventina, Fontis, Juturna, Neptune, Yami, Ganga, Mokosh, Veles, Anuket, Hapi, Satet, Sobek, Marduk, Namu, Sersir, Tiamat, Hibo, Mazu, Gongong, Suijin, Susanu, and Caridwin. And my apologies if I messed up any of those names. 
There are also the nature spirits and elementals associated with water. We begin with Undine, which basically in the 1500s, Paracelsus called elemental water spirits Undine or Undine. The name literally means water spirit. But also, absolutely, the Greek nymphs and mermaid, merfolk, finfolk, the lake ladies, the water maidens, and the kayak, the water horse, the kelpie, banshee, uh, a white woman, washerwoman, and any fairies associated with wells, streams, ponds, or lakes. The colors for water may feel fairly obvious. We have blue and silver, white, gray, sea foam, indigo, that deep, deep, deep blue, aquamarine, of course, a bluish silver, and black. I also add in for myself clear and also that murky brownish green of muddy streams in my area. Food and drink that go along with water would be water, obviously, but also tea and apples, pears, coconut, strawberry, all watery fruits. The herbs associated with water are seaweed, aloe, fern, water lily, lotus, moss, willow, gardenia, apple, catnip, chamomile, cattail, lettuce, kelp, birch, cabbage, coconut, cucumber, comfrey, eucalyptus, gourds, geranium, grapes, licorice, lilac, pear, strawberry, and tomato. Again, plants that grow on near or in the water, and fruits and vegetables that are just full of water. The crystals and gemstones associated with water include moonstone, pearl, silver, aquamarine, amethyst, blue tourmaline, lapis lazuli, fluorite, coral, blue topaz, beryl, and opal. These are all gemstones and crystals that are strongly associated with the colors of water or water itself. Similarly, we have the water animals, which include fish, snakes, frogs, crabs, lobster, eel, shark, dragonflies, seahorses, dolphins, sea otters and seals, whales, the alligator, crocodile, beavers, octopus, penguins, salamanders, turtles, starfish, koi, coral, barnacles, a manta ray, a manatee, jellyfish, the nautilus, the heron, duck, geese, crane, swan, and all water birds really, as well as ammonite, dragons, and serpents. Also from flyingthehedge.com, they have a nice discussion of how water reacts with the other elements. So fire. Water can be used to extinguish fire, while fire can evaporate water, forming steam, mist, and fog. Earth well, water can feed the earth, providing it with life-giving properties so plants can flourish. However, water can also destroy earth through waterlogging, flooding, and erosion. Air. Water and air can combine to either corrode and dissolve materials, or air can act as a carrier for water, transporting water vapor around the world, thus aiding in the water cycle. Furthermore, air can be used to make water, as water is one part oxygen and two parts hydrogen, both originally gases. Air, on the other hand, combining their more potent forms can work together to create different types of water and water from different places 
often carry different energy. Water, which gathers near beaches, is especially strong for rituals and spell work, also meditations. Harbors, on the other hand, promote abundance and prosperity. They can also serve as an aid in banishing things. And water along riverbanks can definitely be used to increase personal power. More particularly, water from creeks and streams is great for purification and harmony and cleansing. It's got that movement to it. Dew is great for general health, but also eyesight and beauty. Dew is said to be especially powerful if gathered at dawn on Beltane. So that's coming up. Consider a Beltane morning ritual or glamour that uses dew. Fog and mists are all about creativity and balance and partnerships, but they definitely carry an air of mystery too. Ice is for transformations, balance, and creativity. The stillness of pond or lake water promotes peace and contentment, relaxation, and self-reflection. Look into the water and see what you see. Rainwater is full of energy and also about protection and cleansing. The first rain that falls in the month of May is considered sacred to the water witch, so you have that coming up too. River water is great for cleansing and moving forward and protection as boundary. Seawater is all about health and strong magical power, as well as the manifestation of goals. An old Welsh belief states that a spoonful of seawater a day will ensure a long and healthy life. I welcome you to use that seawater ritually, especially if you live there or if you're visiting. I do not recommend you drink it. Snow, like ice, is also about transformations and balance. Spring water, which bubbles right out of the earth, is about growth and cleansing, protection and prosperity, and also makes a lovely holy water. Swamp and wastewater, on the other hand, is all about banishing and binding. Waterfalls are again, like rain, full of power, but so much power and energy that they are also about success. And finally, well water, which is about healing and wishes and intuition that comes from deep within you. Lots of different types of water, and lots of them are around you all the time. Find them. Seek out your own local water sources. That's a lot of associations. However, we can easily put any one or more of those connections to work for us. First of all, think about all of the mundane uses we already have for water. Cleaning everything comes immediately to mind. Our bodies, our children, our clothing and bedding, dishes, countertops, floors, cars, tables, furniture, doorknobs and windows, refrigerators and appliances, our faces and hands. Simple cleaning can be absolutely cleansing with a little bit of intention and any one of those previous witchy correspondences. Add half a teaspoon of salt to a small cup or glass of water and then drink it quickly down. You can choose a safe water that's perhaps rainwater 
or well water if you live out in the country. The idea here, though, is that you focus your energy and your intentions on any of these basic yet strong witchy workings. This can be purification or cleansing of your body and or your thoughts or your emotions. Salt water is especially powerful for the removal of negative energies. And you don't have to just drink it. It can also be dabbed at your forehead and your heart, your belly button, your wrists, and your feet as a spell of self-protection. If you take a bath, use some Epsom salts or my favorite Himalayan pink salt with soothing self-care intentions or even a little love magic before you go to bed. Honestly, bath and shower magic are both strong carriers for self-love and romantic partner rituals or any rituals. Add in water-safe crystals such as clear or rose quartz, moonstone, amethyst, or tiger eye in a net bag and or water-safe herbs like mint or rosemary, citrus slices such as lemons or oranges or pineapple. Then tie the bag with a long cord so that you can hook it around the shower head so it hangs at neck level or below, letting the water run through it, not in your eyes, but over your body. The water and your perfectly chosen additives will refresh you in body, mind, and spirit. Of course, if you're taking a bath, you don't need the long cord. Just tie the bag and let it float along. Use the same sort of small nut bag for wiping down doorknobs and edges, as well as windows and window sills to refresh and protect the entrances to your house. Invite freshness and energy into you and into your home with water. Catch some rainwater and do the same. Or take yourself right outside and dance in the downpour if you dare. That is all cleansing and refreshing and purifying energy with some healing energy thrown in too, especially through a healing saltwater gargle and spit or a soothing intake of healing teas like chamomile. Healthline.com recommends chamomile tea. It's the number one tea for its calming effects, and it's a frequent sleep aid. It's also believed to have antibacterial and anti-inflammatory effects, as well as reducing premenstrual effects and improving blood sugar issues with type 2 diabetics. Peppermint tea is known worldwide as an aid for indigestion and tummy upset. Ginger tea fights inflammation and stimulates the immune system, even though it's most well-known as a very effective remedy for nausea. Warm water and just one herb can literally be magical. Which leads us to kitchen. You'll find all sorts of recipes for brews and potions out on the internet and in magical witchy books. But everyday cooking is just as witchy. When I make pasta, I stir the water in a clockwise direction and add intentions for my family for health and happiness. When I make soups, even as I add ingredients and spices, I think about their correspondences. Sometimes I look them up and again, I stir clockwise, adding in all of those intentions. Just this weekend, I boiled eggs and dyed them in a mix of vinegar and water and food dye, making treats to spread to my family and their friends. I also made cookies and Rice Krispie treats and sprinkled them with the last of my first quarter moon water 
to bring in energies of happiness and safety and a burst of love and spring energy, as well as a continuing childlike sense of fun and silliness, even into adulthood. That's kitchen witchery. I've talked before about how I make my drink. I use a soda stream to carbonate my waters, and I no longer purchase the bottled waters that come in the store. I make my own. But I'm also very intentional about the flavors that I like. I know what those associations are. I make my waters in one liter bottles, so that's two servings of drink mix powder. Lemon is one half of every drink I make. Yes, I love the taste, but also I know that lemon is feminine and associated with Diana and of course the element of water. It's also about purification and refreshment, yes, but friendship and happiness. It promotes love and fidelity, unity, and maybe most importantly, it opens me up to what I feel is a deeper awareness and it provides a great astral cleanse. So that's one half of every 32 ounce bottle of water I make. The other half depends. There's orange, which likewise has an uplifting and energizing energy. It inspires joy and prosperous relationship. Or watermelon. I like watermelon a lot. And again, it's feminine and full of water energy and of life itself. But this melon is all about joy and healing too. As you drink, visualize it flowing through all of the front porches and back alleys of your body, spreading peace and promoting joy and healing as it goes. Pineapple's another favorite, but this one's masculine and it's ruled by fire and the sun. It's full of powerful and potent energy, especially around good fortune, wealth, and good luck. Strawberries are female and water-based. They're ruled by both Venus and Freya and a Scorpio sign. Strawberries are about dedication to a cause, often love and fertility, but also luck and overcoming barriers and issues and solving problems and becoming stronger as you do. Do you have a favorite flavor I haven't mentioned? Look it up. Just type in magical associations of grapes or whatever in a Google search and go out into the internet and see what you get. Also, I do this in the morning. I commonly stir in liquid coconut drops into my coffee. Coconut is great for protection and survival. Think about all those castaways out there. As well as fertility and chastity and purification too. Finally, remember how much I like wax melts? Well, simmer pots are just as easy and water-based. Grab a pot and add some water, half to just under two-thirds full, and turn a stove burner on low to medium to get the water simmering. Then pick whatever scents and salts your heart wants to choose. Combine dried herbs and citrus rinds, as well as a cinnamon stick or vanilla bean. I tend to toss in dried lavender a lot myself. And let that scent simmer. It will float through and cleanse and clean the house and fill it with the most basic, witchiest, original cottage aromatherapy, combining water energy and air both. Just don't let the water run out of the pot. Keep adding warm water to it and you'll have a lovely witchy scent all day long. Well, 
we have enumerated all sorts of water types and locations and associations and talked about a happy handful of water activities. But I have a little homework for you too. First, research Florida water on the internet or in witchy books. You'll find lots of recipes and even more witchy uses for it. Have fun with it. Play and pick your poison. Well, not poison. Pick your alcoholic base. Most often, it's vodka. But it doesn't have to be. Like I said, play. And it's not really for drinking. Find out what it is for. And your second watery assignment for the next week or two, should you accept it, is to research your local area, looking for nearby bodies of water, whether natural or man-made. Are there any you can walk to easily enough or drive to? How clean is the water? What color is it? Can you discover its source or its endpoint? Is there any folklore associated with it? I myself went to university where two massive world-class rivers have their confluence. And there is much to be said about these rivers. This is where the mighty Missouri empties into the massive and muddy Mississippi as they head together toward New Orleans and the Atlantic Ocean. However, the Ozark waterways where I live now are equally full of localized energy too. Whether you choose to tackle these assignments or not, I truly do hope you fill your springtime days and ways with the still or moving, yet always deeply emotional energy of water. And then, in two more weeks or so, I'll be back to celebrate Beltane on May 1st and our one-year anniversary here at the Cottage Witch. Join me then, Hester Make Peace, as we explore both Earth energy and fairy lore. Blessed be.